0: So we've got no music today on our podcast because it's not a book of the week. And it's not a normal salon because this is not sharing an event that we've done live. This is a very personal message from me. It's Damien here, if you didn't know. And I don't know how to say this really, because, you know, some of you might already have read about it on our website or in our newsletter. Uh, maybe some of your psychic and new already. But I wanted to let you know that after 15 years and over 100 fabulous events with hundreds of incredible writers and this amazing podcast and our spin-off TV show, I think that now is the right time to say the end. And I mean the end for Salon. When I started it, 15 years ago at Shoreditch House, I just wanted to do a night about books with my friends. And I remember Katie Guest, who was then at The Independent, came along and talked about Tessa the Dorbervilles. And Jenny Colgan talked about why she didn't like the term chick lit. And I had a great time in my palace had a great time. And I thought, oh, I'd like more of this. And 15 years later, I still feel the same way. I still love Salon. And I'm so grateful to all the writers and to you, to our community of listeners and people who have come to events and bought tickets and been there listening and thinking and cheering. Um, This is not a falling out of love, it's just a changing of life. Um, Fifteen years ago I wasn't a writer, I was a reader and I was working at the Times and I did salon as a sort of thing that I fitted in And now Salon has eight people who work for us part-time and they're all absolutely amazing and they do great work and stuff like this podcast wouldn't happen without them and the same goes for all our events. But I never set out to run a business. It will surprise you, I don't think, very much to learn that I prefer stories to (laughs) spreadsheets. But that's something that I've learned to to work with and learned to do and even learned to find some satisfaction in. But I am first and foremost, a writer and I have got a play on the way, the play of Maggie and Me. You'll be hearing more about that soon. And I've just done a new two book deal with the brilliant publishers, Canongate. And I'm so pleased to be moving to them. Salon takes a lot of time to do well, and I need that time um, for me, which sounds selfish to say when I say it out loud like that, but that's what every single one of the writers who's come to Salon has done. They've put their words first and they've sat down and they have written the books that we've talked about on the stage. And I don't want to, to leave so long between my books, five years, seven years. I want to be able to spend time with the characters and in the worlds that are in my head and to be able to feel good about that. So that is why I'm making the decision, mainly. There are other parts of it. When we started Salon 15 years ago at Shoreditch House, that was in 2008, in a cupboard, the world of book events was really different. You know, they were very formal. Um, You didn't get people sitting on the floor. You sometimes weren't able to ask questions. You certainly wouldn't end up, you know, having a wee next to Armistead Maupin or or Maggie or Farrell in the interval. Um, But, you know, that's how I wanted those events to be and that's how you helped make them be with your personality and your trust. So I think Salon has maybe changed the way that book events happen. Um, but it's also time for new voices and new rooms. We can't be around forever and change has to happen and we were change and I think that more change does need to happen and I don't think we need to do that. I think other people need to have opportunities and space and I I hope that that happens. We've had amazing partners, so British Airways, who've carried this podcast around the world. The British Council, who helped fund salons in Moscow and Istanbul and New Zealand. The Women's Prize, who we've worked with on and off for years to shout about the amazing books and amazing authors that they support. So, you know, I'm very grateful to to all those partners, slightly foxed the National Centre for Writing, all these amazing people that share our values. And I'm also very grateful to a person called Vanessa Zureb, who works at Soho House, who said to me one day, going down the stairs, would you like to do something, what would you like to do a night about? And I said, books. And immediately I thought of Salons. I thought of Paris in the 18th century and of Madame Geoffrin and writers like Horace Walpole having new works unveiled and new works of art and finding people who love what you love. That's been one of the nicest things about Salon is this, you know, the word community is so overused on the internet, but really we are a community of people who love not just books, but also writers, the people who make books and have created a community. And you know what amazing places we've done that in? That room at Shoreditch House, the wee cupboard, and then the biscuit tin, which doesn't exist anymore with those big green sofas. And you might remember David Nichols unveiling one day there and me matching my jumper to the colour of his proof copy. Um, Jeff Dyer reducing me to tears of laughter. Ty Selassie holding us all in her hands. John Waters evacuating us during a fire alarm when Maggie O'Farrell was in the middle of a speech and it was snowing outside, I just remembered that night. We were there for years and then we were in... The St Pancras Hotel for years, up those Spice Girls stairs, the ones from the Spice Girls video, to the lady smoking room, that long, narrow, glittering room. And Armistead Maupin made us all cry in there for Mrs Madrigal. And David Mitchell spooked us with the bone clocks. And Alan Johnson revealed that his ambitions lay with pop, not politics. And of course, he went on to in the maths singer. And then before we knew it, we were on top of the Mondrian Hotel, overlooking the Thames, that... Fireworks display of a room, and Aminata Forna showed us how to load a gun, and Kathy Bensonbrink broke us with the last act of love, and our beloved, beloved Diana Athill made her, oh God, I'm getting emotional. Diana made her final public appearance. What a night that was! Like so many nights to remember, and so many moments of pure joy, pure reading and writing joy. And some of you might have come to our A Book in a Bottle event, supported by Corney and Barrow, where we did live tastings, which got increasingly boozy, with writers like Ian Rankin and Jesse Burton, where we would match their books with fine wines. We did that for a few years and that was great fun. And then suddenly we were in the Savoy in the Lancaster Ballroom, which felt like being inside a wedding cake, and that was 2016. And on our first night, Susan Kalman, Maggie O'Farrell, Garth Greenwell and Joan Bakewell were on the stage. I mean, you know, that's like a whole festival lineup in one night. And then Yag Yazi opened the door of No Return with the UK premiere of Home going, Rose McGowan confronted a truth uglier than any lie and the gorgeous Tracy Thorne took us to suburbia where dreams are made of. And it was at the Savoy that, that we were joined by our wonderful in-house bibliotherapist Ella Bertou, who prescribes fiction to help with life's problems. And I know loads of you had appointments with her there. And along the way, I became a writer. I mean, uh, um, I, I did my very first reading from Maggie and me, and I felt very loved and supported by everybody. Um, that's also where I had the launch party for that book. But we won't, we won't talk about some of the incidents that occurred that night. Um there are salon babies. that's all I'm gonna say, and then not mine, not my babies. um, I mean, my books for my babies, but no, not not anyway, so right, yes, the Savoy um is where I did my very first readings from You Will Be Safe here. My first novel, Kirsty Wark, interviewed me just after she launched her novel, The House by the Loch, and those were wonderful years, and it was at the Savoy. Um, that salon caught the eye of a company called IWC Media, who, along with my brilliant agent Kirsty Milner, tweaked our format for TV. And so the Big Scottish Book Club, which is a salon-inspired TV show, is now in its fifth series on BBC Scotland and BBC iPlayer, and you can catch up with it there. And then... While we were at the Savoy, the world went into lockdown and you don't need to tell me what that meant or what that felt like. But for us here at Salon, we were desperate to keep everybody connected and we wanted to stay connected to you. And we had always talked about how we might do events online. And so our very first online Salon was organised with about five minutes to spare. I think John Niven was one of the guests, Polly Sampson was another guest. Peep feedies maybe, and we did it on Facebook Live, and it was pure chaos. But very kindly, you you stayed with us while we worked that out. And by the end, it was like a TV show. It's completely fabulous. I mean, when Douglas Stewart joined us online for the very first reading from Shuggy Bain, it was, you know, it was like a TV show. And then we had Russell T. Davis on talking about It's a Sin and we raised funds for Terence Higgins Trust. And we had Dolly Alderton haunting us with ghosts. We did a special Book Week Scotland salon featuring Len Penny, Courtney Stoddard, and Alan Cumming. And it was just, you know, we got that right and I'm really proud of the team for getting that right and I'm really grateful to everybody for staying with us because we showed that you can create an atmosphere online and people can be engaged and ask questions and win prizes and, you know, I just, I love that we did that. I don't love that we had to do it, but I love that we did do it. And then to make the conversation even richer, I invited guest hosts to to come along and host salons. So, Sam Baker, amazing, uh, spoke with Kate Moss about her memoir on being a carer. The superb Alex Clark interviewed Marion Keyes and Jojo Moyes for us. And the glorious Alexandra Heminsley did an exclusive with Paris Lees. Um, and Alex Hemansley had launched two memoirs with us and her first novel, The Cute, is out now. So don't miss that, it's a real treat. See, I'm still giving you recommendations right until the end. And I know you're probably reeling slightly thinking, is this the end? And it is, I'm, you know, I'm reeling slightly too. Um, but after restrictions ended in 2021, Salon took up residency at the venerable London Library. And our first Salon had Miriam Margulies and Mawson Zeddy. And it was a total riot. Um, I decided in spring that Edinburgh would be our last hurrah. And I wanted to tell everybody straight away, but I didn't want to overshadow guests or our events. And our final salon in Edinburgh, where we had an absolutely gorgeous, huge, bustling crowd of fabulous people, as ever. And it was generous and funny and thoughtful and it was packed with folk like you. And through all the places that we've been and all our iterations, you have given us your time and attention. You've trusted us to introduce you to new writers and new books and sometimes even new friends to mix established and emerging voices, and to take an idea for a book night and turn it into a community that cares deeply about stories and the people who make them. So again, thank you. 15 years really does feel like a nice full stop. We're gonna keep this Salon Podcast live as a sort of archive, at least for a while, although it's not complete because it didn't even have a microphone to start off with. Um, And I have to say that our podcast is A Happy Accident. Um, We only started it for people who couldn't get in uh, to the salon back when we were at Shoreditch House. And in 2016, I invited Naomi Alderman back with her new book, The Power, which is now a series on Amazon, and she couldn't make it, but she offered to send a reading. And I thought, oh, readings would be nice. And that's how Book of the Week was born. And since then, we've featured hundreds of world firsts. It's where Candace Carty-Williams launched People Person. Joanne Harris gave the first glimpse of Broken Light and Max Porter wowed with Shy. And it's been a real boon for new voices. Eliza Clarke debuted Boy Parts, Crystal Zara Appiah gave as Rootless, And Carrie Marshall dazzled with Carrie Kills a Man. And we've got listeners all over the world and lots especially in America. And that's thanks to our partners, Lit Hub. I've always admired and adored Lit Hub. And so I was thrilled when they partnered with us to take our podcast to the USA. So thank you to them and to all the people there. Our podcast requires a lot of reading and listening and editing, and that is down to the taste of our Head of Creative Partnerships, Matt Casborne, and the acumen of our editor, Megan Baydorman. Dorman. So thank you to them. One of the features you might have enjoyed on our website is that every month we celebrate a different indie bookshop of the month. And you might recognize Megan, who I just mentioned, as the host of our Insta Lives. Every month she takes us behind the shelves of a different bookshop somewhere in the world and from all around the UK and from all around the world, from Ireland to Australia. So thank you, Megan, for those tours. And thank you to all the bookshop owners who let us in and let us look at the shelves and go behind the shelves. We're of course gonna keep championing indies and the libraries and librarians that we owe so much to. Um, I think that I want to say thank you to about a million different people but I'm going to name just a handful here now and I'll say more about others in other places. I just want to thank the salon team past and present for all their dedication and care most especially Kirsty Milner and Rosie Chipping. I want to thank Amy Verry for our world-class website, Bakul Patkey for all the media wrangling, and Daisy Honeybun for taking all those amazing pictures over the years. I don't know how she did it. I so often didn't even know she was there, but she captured moments that I'll treasure forever. And I hope you enjoy looking back at them in our galleries on Instagram and Facebook. And I just want to say a final thank you to each and every one of the hundreds of writers who have trusted me with their words. Thank you. I'll still be popping up on your radio and telly. But if you want to keep up with me um, and find out what I'm doing on the telly or the radio or just basically tell me to get on with writing the books that I've promised, you can follow me on my socials or you can sign up for my personal newsletter on my website, which is just damianbar.com. So that's it. After how many podcasts? After how many salons? After 15 years of stories. It's time to say the end. For now. Happy reading. Your Salonier, Damien Barr.